Christ is risen. It is a great day. Uh, before we get started, I'd like to introduce you to Pastor Paul Kruger. He's uh, with Dakota Boys and Girls Ranch. Let's see if we can get down a little bit. Okay. Uh, and, and he'll be uh, sharing today's uh, message. And so Paul and I have a couple different things in common. We both went to, graduated from uh, Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne. And we both love and have hearts for sharing the gospel of people. And he has a special ministry, and he'll share that with us later today um, as he is um, as the director of Dakota Boys and Girls Ranch, and, and he'll share with you what that really means, and uh, uh, I imagine there'll be a few stories in there also that he'll hear share with you too. So, um, as always, we are so blessed to have you here, those of you who are watching online with us, and uh, we will begin our service today with the singing of We Fall Down.
Please rise. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. God raised Jesus from the dead. We place our faith in him. As human beings, we inherited futile ways and deeds. We were born in sin, and we daily sin much. Though we may try to do what is right, we always fall short, burdened by mistakes and the weight of sin. Yet our Heavenly Father invites us to draw near, confess our sins, and long to hear his living and abiding word. We take some time for silent reflection. Heavenly Father, we have not been pure of heart and mind and soul. We have not loved one another as we should. The grass withers and the flowers falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever. That word of God tells us clearly that Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die and rise for you, and for his sake, forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. We sing, Lord, keep us steadfast in your word. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. For the peace from above and for our salvation, 
Let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all that offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Lord be with you. And also Let us pray. O God, through the humiliation of your Son, you raised up the fallen world. Grant to your faithful people, rescued from the peril of everlasting death, perpetual gladness and eternal joys. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. reading today is from Acts 2. Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Let all the house of Israel, therefore, know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart 
and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you, for your children, and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many other words he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. So those who received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. This is the word of the Lord. Today's epistle comes from 1 Peter. If you call on him as Father, who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile, knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for your sake, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart, since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. For all flesh is like grass, in all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. This is the word of the Lord.
Please rise. Gospel according to St. Luke, the 24th chapter. That very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, what is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, named Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet mighty in deed and word, before God and all the people. And how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. We had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these happened. Moreover, some women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning, and when they, they did not find the body, they came back, saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, but him they did not see. And he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning him. So they drew near to the village to which they were going. He acted as if he was going farther. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it, and he gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. And he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem. And they found the eleven, and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. We sing Amazing Grace, My Chains Are Gone.
To my friends in the Savior's name, did you hear those words? Wow. You know, you think about what we have as followers of Jesus. A Savior who has taken the chains of our life, the past and all of its pain, the fears that the future would bring, and all of those things, and releases us from the chains. Wow. Is that not the message that this world needs more than anything else? It is my privilege to be with you today. I want to thank Pastor. I want to thank you as members of the congregation to have the privilege to share with you a ministry that is near and dear to my heart, one of the oldest, if not the oldest, recognized service organizations of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, and a place that makes chains come unloosed in the hearts and lives of children who have been crushed, who have been traumatized and hurt the very most. Let me bring you into it just a little bit. I was standing in the chapel at Dakota Boys and Girls Ranch and I was leading the worship service and it was time to preach and when you've got uh, 40 kids in front of you, you always want to do this in a very uh, responsive way. And so I said to the kids, I says, what is the most powerful machine ever built by human hands? And one little guy, he says, whoa, it's, it's the big cranes that, that mine the coal just south of town. Well, they're big. 
Another raises his hands. Well, man, it's, it's got to be those big ocean liners. Have you seen how they're stacked with containers? And man, they're big and powerful. Says, yep, yep, but even bigger. He says, well, what is then the biggest machine ever built by human hands? Well, I tell you what, right up until last week, Wednesday, <laughs> the biggest machine ever built by human hands was the Saturn V rocket. Now, you know all that happened on Thursday, right? An even bigger rocket took off uh, SpaceX and blew up. <laughs> well, you know, but think, think about the power. I threw it up on the screen here. Saturn V rocket that took men to the moon. And I'm talking to these kids. I mean, you know, when I was a kid, that was cool. They're like, okay. <laughs> Man, 40 stories tall. Now think of a building that was 40 stories tall. I mean, it's bigger than that. Fuel. It would burn 15 tons of fuel every sec. 15 tons. 15 tons. 30. 45 Whatever comes next. It had the power of 85 Hoover dams all hooked together. I mean, just think of what that is all in one machine. It had the sound when it rumbled of 8 million stereos. You know, those kids when they drive by in front of my house dragging me on Saturday, I'd love to turn this back on to them, right, you know? But 8 million stereos, the sound. The windows would shake 20 miles away. Think of something 20 miles away. That's how powerful this one machine is. And yet, there is something more powerful than that rocket, something more powerful than anything that is made by human hands and it is the gift that God gives to you and to me the gift that is ours because the tomb is empty on Easter Sunday morning what is this thing that is more powerful than this powerful rocket it is the power of forgiveness and a new start let me tell you a story I was nine years old standing in the kitchen holding a knife. This is the 1970s. My mom and dad, who were very frugal and rather poor, had just got that day, that day, did I say that day? That day, a brand new set of kitchen chairs. And they are oh, beautiful fluorescent green. It's the 1970s, you know. And we're cleaning, it was my time to clean the table, and I'm holding the knife from the steak knife, and I see this fluorescent green chair. And I don't know what it was, but in my nine-year-old brain, that vinyl was so smooth. What would that be like to be poked with a knife? Oh, you didn't even feel the vinyl. I had to do it again. <gasps> Look how cool this is. I can't believe it. You can't. Look how this cuts. And by the time I was done, I had cut the back of five of the six brand new chairs. And when I had come to my senses, <laughs> at that very moment, my mom came around the corner. She looked at the chairs. She looked at me 
holding the knife, and I lost it. Mom, I don't know what happened. It came over me. I saw the chairs. I had the knife. I'm going to die. Don't spank me. I knew I was going to die. <laughs> and my mother looked at me, her nine-year-old boy, and she saw the fear in my heart. I mean, I really was going to die. She saw the crushing guilt and how sorry I was. And she put her arms around me and she said, sometimes when we're little boys, we make mistakes. It'll be okay. I still love you. Oh, nine years old. You think about what that did. Look what forgiveness did. It disarmed the conflict. I mean, I was going to die. The conflict was disarmed by forgiveness. It took away the fear. It restored the broken relationship. It gave a new start. I mean, how many green chairs do you think I've sliced with a knife since? <laughs> a brand new start. And the coolest part is that it changed two hearts. Mine and my mom's. Now think about that, what forgiveness does. It wasn't too many years ago I was preaching a mission festival and my mom and my dad drove two and a half hours to hear me talk. I don't know why, but they did. And I told this story, and they all turn and they look at my mom, you know, and she's kind of nodding and smiling and, and, and bobbing her head. And afterwards in the fellowship hall, she pulls me aside and says, did I really do that? That's how much forgiveness erased the past. It was a powerful thing, and it gave a complete new start. Here's another story. This is from Dakota Boys and Girls Ranch. We exist for a girl like Emily. Emily was removed from her home at age 13. Well, what was going on? She had been sexually abused. She'd suffered eating disorders. She refused to do her homework. She flew into violent rages. You know, you think that, she, that boys would maybe punch a wall. Emily would punch the walls. She literally, at the drop of the hat, would explode. And you would, too, if you had been through what she had been through. And yet... Because of the power and forgiveness. Today, Emily is a high school graduate. She has a steady job. She's a hair cutter. I don't, what do you call it, cosmetologist? I don't know. I keep t kidding her that I'm going to get my hair cut by her. <laughs> yeah, right. But she has a job. She's involved in the community, and she's walking with Jesus. What happened? Well, here it is. She says it this way. She says, Dakota Boys and Girls Ranch has been so powerful in my life. Why? Because it was the bridge that Jesus used to bring her healing. And look what forgiveness did for her. It disarmed the conflict, the struggle that was going on in her heart and life. It took away her fear. She could say that the past was over. Man, how we need that in our lives. It restored the broken relationships and it gave to Emily a new start. Or here's another one. Well, what is this? 
thing called Dakota Boys and Girls Ranch. You know, sometimes when I'm talking, we'll get done, and someone will say, well, you know, Dakota Boys and Girls Ranch, that's kind of a nice little Bible camp. Well, we've got horses like a Bible camp. Kids are outside like a Bible camp. There's other things that we do that are like a Bible camp, but we ain't a Bible camp. We are a residential treatment and education center for children and their families. And if you can see that underlying part, we help the most troubled. Are kids troubled today? Is it getting worse? We help the most troubled, the most complicated. The kids who come to us have on average uh, four to five psychiatric diagnoses because of the things they have been through in their life. And yet the most amazing kids, because they are still children, and they will still smile, they still laugh, they will still want life, even, even in spite of what's happening to them. And what do we do? We provide best-in-class psychiatric care. It's not two Bible verses and call me in the morning. And we blend it with best-in-class, Christ-centered spiritual care, unlike any place else in the nation. This is our church body that brought this to be. And it's a place where we look kids in the eye. We're with them. We walk with them, and we help them grow to become their best selves in the world and in Christ. It is a ministry unlike any other. It's a ministry like Jesus would have us to do. You think of anything where there has been hurt, pain, sorrow, brokenness, sadness because of a sin-broken world, and what does Jesus do? He doesn't walk away like the rest of the world does. He walks toward the hurt. And at Dakota Boys and Girls Ranch, we walk towards the hurt because kids matter. Where do our kids come from? Well, you can see where North Dakota is up there on the map. It's a suburb of Canada. If you're ever cold down here, it's because somebody left the door open, you know, and the wind blew. Where do our kids come from? Right now we've got kids from 14 different states. That's down a little bit uh, from what we sometimes have. And from 14 different states, this past year, 2021, 2022, we served 2,100 children in all of our programs, our residential care, our school, our outpatient clinic. 2,100 children and their families since 1952, a 70-year-old ministry, 71 years, we've helped over 44,000 children and their families who have been given hope. Wow. Through the ministry of Dakota Boys and Girls Ranch. And when you think of a child, that the world has crushed them, to see them be new, it is unlike anything in the world it is the power of forgiveness and a new start. And it's all summarized in our mission. The mission of Dakota Boys and Girls Ranch is to help at-risk children and their families succeed in the name of Christ. It's what Christ would have us to do. More powerful? Here's another story from the ranch. We exist for Melissa. Melissa was a 15-year-old rape victim. She used drugs to kill the pain, and you would do it too. How horrible. And yet she left the ranch as an honor student, ready to join her forever family. I mean, look how powerful this was in her life. Forgiveness disarmed the conflict. It took away her fear. She could be a little girl once again. 
without being afraid. It restored broken relationships, especially her own heart. And it gave a new start. Or this one. Another story in real life. We exist for Geraldine. Geraldine is a girl who drove me nuts. These are her words. She says, I fought staff members tooth and nail. I tried to hang myself, poison myself, cut myself. I ran out into five feet of snow with no shoes on and almost lost my toes. Now you got to understand, in North Dakota, snow does not come down like this. It comes down like this. In 30 mile an hour gusts. Uh, last Sunday, last year for Easter, for the first time in 62 years, I missed Easter Sunday because we had 48 inches of snow on Easter Sunday. And then we missed the next Sunday, next Sunday, next Sunday. It was four Sundays before we got to church. Geraldine goes running out. She says this. She says, I had extreme behaviors. Do you think? Now look at these words. I needed more love and understanding than I could ever ask for. And just like Jesus, the people at the ranch never gave up. We are committed to helping children find new futures in Jesus' name. And look what forgiveness did. It disarmed the conflict. It took away fear. It restored the broken relationships. And for Geraldine, this girl who drove me nuts, it gave her a new start. Her past was gone. It's what Jesus does. And a future unfolded for her which was unlike anything that she would ever have expected. And if you think about it, is this not true? That forgiveness and new starts is the very fabric of God's powerful work in our world today. Wouldn't you agree? It is the very thing that this broken world needs. A savior who steps into the middle of our yuck, into the middle of our guck, and says to you and me, here's hope. It's what he did for these disciples on the road to Emmaus on the first Easter. You heard it in the gospel lesson for today. Their world was coming apart like our kids. They were filled with fear what the future's going to have like our kids. They were thinking that they were abandoned and without hope like our kids. And what does Jesus do? He stands in their midst and he walks with them. They're not alone. It's not two Bible verses and call. He walks with them. And as they're talking, he says, how foolish are you? And how slow to believe. Man, you know, the only way the devil has any power in our lives today is through doubt. How slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and enter into his glory? Did not the Messiah from all the scripture foretold be the one who would bear on our shoulders our pain, who would bear in his body our sin, who would take all of the failures, all of the hurt, all of the things that happened to children and put them to death on the cross where they would have no power? And then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he unfolded the good news and explained to them all that was said in all of the scriptures concerning him. Those are the words from Luke chapter 24. Powerful words. Well, if that's the case, how then does God deal with us? You got it. 
in the very same way your life and mine with the power of forgiveness and a new start. Every one of us has things in our past where we've messed up. Every one of us has things in our lives where the world has attacked us and we've given up. Every one of us has great sin in our life that we don't want anybody else to know because we're ashamed that it sits inside of us and it can eat in us so easily. Every one of us have people that have hurt us and it's so easy to want. Every one of us have all of these things that sin brings and it cuts us off from our Lord and it hurts us inside. The Bible says this, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. God says, you know what? We don't run from it. But then he says this, but if we confess our sins, God is faithful and God is just and he will forgive our sins. It's not a maybe, you know, like when your kids come to you and says, I'll think about it. <laughs> God says, I will forgive all of your sins and I will purify you from all unrighteousness. Purify. It is as if our sin never happened. That's how God looks at you. That's how he looks at me because of the empty grave on Easter Sunday morning. It's as if our sin never happened. And what does this thing called forgiveness do? Oh, man, it disarms the conflict between you, I, and God. It takes away our fear. Even when the devil brings his worst, this thing called death, we can approach it without fear. We can approach whatever happens in our life without fear because the Savior walks with us. It restores the broken relationship between us and our Heavenly Father. He says, you're my son, you're my daughter. And we have the privilege to say, you're my father. And all that that brings, he gives a new start. When you walk out the doors of the church today, know that your yesterdays are gone. You start new with Jesus. I think that's one of the coolest things why we worship on a Sunday morning. First day of the week, I get to start new. Lord knows I need lots of new. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? On account of Jesus, our sins are forgiven. And how does Jesus want us to deal with others then? In a world that's filled with hurt, pain, sorrow, and brokenness, where we're hurting, he wants us to do the very same thing. To unleash this thing called the power of forgiveness and a new start with the people around us. I mean, if you think about it, this thing called unforgiveness is an awful lot like an acid, right? Think about an acid. You maybe had your chemistry class in high school or you've watched your kids mess with their, kids, their chemistry kits, whatever. An acid. Well, whatever you pour it on, it will destroy it, Right? But an acid will also destroy the container that holds it. And Jesus looks at your life and he looks at my life and he says, I don't want that kind of destruction to happen in your world. Through the power of forgiveness and giving people around us new starts, we have the privilege to release that pain from our own hearts and to see the world with new eyes. Look what Jesus then says. As men and women who have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus and are heirs of heaven, he says these words. He says, because I've loved you, be kind and compassionate to one another. Everybody needs compassion. I do. You do. Forgiving each other just as in Christ. God forgave you. There's not a thing in this world 
that I will ever have to forgive somebody else for that God hasn't forgiven me for ten times over. We get to be reflectors of the very forgiveness of God. Be merciful, just as your heavenly Father is merciful. That's the picture that Jesus would have, meaning that when we see need and when we see hurt, In mercy like the Savior, we walk toward it to say, Lord, as you've given me opportunity to make a difference for this person, use me to your goodness. When I say I forgive you, there are four promises that we make. The first of the promises is this. Let's say something's happened between you and me and we've come together now. And I say to you, I forgive you. I'm making these four promises This is what forgiveness holds. First, I promise to you that I will not dwell on the hurt anymore. I'm not going to let it ruminate and roll in my brain and fuel me again. It's done because in the cross of Jesus, it's done. The second promise I make, I promise that I will not use this hurt against you. You know, things are going well and you're going to get me a little upset. And Man, I'm going to go dig it out. Bam, here it is again. Are you kidding Because of the cross of Jesus Christ, it's done. And I live in that done, and you live in that done. The third thing I make my promise to you, I promise that I will not talk to others about it. Well, you know, certainly you ought to talk for some healing. But I'm not going to go and find little people in the corner. And we're going to get all together and get all wound up and, and let it rile up. It's over. And finally, the fourth of the promises that I make is that I will no longer let this hurt stand between us. That's what forgiveness does. And you know what? Whether it's the children we serve, whether it's husbands and wives, whether it's families that have gone through absolute chaos, these four promises let the power of forgiveness simply flow and the newness of Jesus be at the center of life. It is a powerful thing. Think about it. You know, here's that Saturn V rocket, 40 stories tall, 15 tons of fuel every second, 85 Hoover dams all hooked together. Boom. <coughs> Man, 8 million stereos, windows shaking, longer, longer, 20 miles away. And yet, There's something more powerful that you and I have. And today I invite you to turn it loose in your life, in the people's lives around you, and watch God unfold all that he can do to make things new as together you and I live out the power of forgiveness and new starts. May God grant that to you in Jesus' name in abundant ways. And my friends, thank you for the privilege to be with you today. I'd love to invite you to hear more about the ministry of Dakota Boys and Girls Ranch. And love to encourage you, if your heart is moved, to help us out. There's an envelope that's in your service folder today that uh, you can help us do the work that we do to bring hope and healing to kids in Jesus' name. Live with Christ's power. It's yours. In Jesus' name, my dear friends, amen. We arise, we join in a word of prayer. 
Lord, transform our hearts today with the power of your word and the power of forgiveness. Transform our lives with the hope that this world can never take away. Transform us with the glorious power of your resurrected love, a resurrected love that erases our past and brings new futures for us. Empower us to live with joy in that hope each day. In your holy name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. I believe in one God. continue in prayer. Our hearts in, to heaven and voices raised. For all who find their identity in anything other than Jesus, that they may see the deeds of Jesus and cling to his cross alone. Our hearts to heaven and voices raised. For the word of God to spread to all people from every nation, people, and language that each person on earth might come to understand that though everything is fleeting and fading, the word of the Lord endures forever. Our hearts to heaven and voices raised. Lord, you have borne our griefs and shared in our sorrows. Bring your comfort to all those who are suffering in grief. Point them to the hope of the resurrection to eternal life with Jesus our hearts to heaven and voices raised. We pray to God, our prayers For all those who are single, whether by choice or circumstance, we pray that the Lord would surround them with friends and community so that they might know the joys of fellowship and be kept from the agony of loneliness. Equip us as the church on earth to do better to care for those who are single, our hearts to heaven and voices raised. For those who feel shame and impurity because of abuse, that the Lord would rescue them, comfort them, and remind them of the victory they have in Jesus' resurrection. Our hearts to heaven and voices raised. For all who are sick, injured, and recovering, 
We ask the Lord's mercy and healing, our hearts to heaven and voices raised. For Dakota's boys and girls ranch and, and all those who, who minister there and all those who are ministered to, we ask our Lord's mercy and healing on them and, and the protection of, of those young uh, children who are brought there to receive the peace and the love that can only come through the work and the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus. And at the same time, hold their staff with your loving arms as they deal with pain themselves as they walk with those children. Our hearts to heaven and voices raised. For all those who are celebrating this week with birthdays and anniversaries and, and other moments of joy, we give thanks to the Lord. Our hearts to heaven and voices raised. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God. And most especially are we bound to praise you on this day for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, the very Paschal Lamb who was sacrificed for us and bore the sins of the world. By his dying, he has destroyed death, and by his rising again, he has restored to us everlasting life. Therefore, with Mary Magdalene, Peter, and John, and with all the witnesses of the resurrection, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you've had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And after having given thanks, he broke it. He gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. 
And after having given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, take drink. This is the cup of the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. O oh Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, in giving us your body and blood to eat and drink, you lead us to remember and confess your holy cross and passion, your blessed death, your rest in the tomb, your resurrection from the dead, your ascension into heaven, and your coming for the final judgment. So remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray, our Father, who art in heaven. Peace of the Lord be with you always.
Please rise. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us with the same in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Sing Alleluia, Alleluia, hearts to heaven.
Please be seated. Excuse me. We thank you all for being here this morning, all of you who are watching online with us. Uh, Thank you to Pastor Paul and and great messes this morning. And uh, I never get applause, man. So hey. Maybe they're trying to tell you something. Maybe. Woo. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was supposed to invite you all to stay, but. Um, well, you know, we were talking the other day about not taking yourself too seriously. We were. You know, we're in this, we're in this business that is heaven and hell. Thank you for laughing with me. Thank you for putting Yeah. Uh, are there any announcements this morning? Vicki? So good morning. Good morning. Yesterday we had the, tri- the tri-tip uh, drive through di- dinner for the Lutheran Braille workers, and we raised 1,284. Yay! And I want to thank uh, Dave for his delicious tri-tip that uh, he prepared and all the church members that came to help serve in the fellowship. And um, we do have about six um, uh, meals in the refrigerator in the, in the kitchen, the fellowship hall, um, and leftovers for the dinners. And um, so if you would like to purchase them, it's uh, $13. And Thank you. It was a wonderful time. We really had fun fellowship. Thank you. Thank you, Vicki. Yeah, we, we believe that the equipment's on order, and uh, so it should be arriving some point in time, and then the training comes, and then we get to start the ministry of the large print Bibles, is what we'll be doing. And uh, so, yeah, God keeps providing you know, through this. So, yeah, He is an awesome God. Other announcements? Terry? Just very quickly, I want to remind everybody that this Friday is Cool April Nights, the cruise taking place out in front that makes the loop around Hilltop and Churn Creek and all that. Um, I believe they start closing the roads down around 5.30, so if you'd like to come enjoy the car show, just come and hang out on the lawn. Um, we'll have lots of kids' activities, so, so let your uh, neighbors, friends, family know that um, there's going to be just lots of good time for the kids and for the families. Help us support our church, um, our early learning center, and connecting young families and children with Jesus. Thanks. Nachos? Right? They're going to be selling nachos. Assuming we get the I heard we had it. That, it was in process, but... Yeah, I heard Friday that it came or was here. So uh, I'm just, I could be wrong. I could have heard wrong, but I heard that, we, that it was done. So hopefully it's there. One note that if you do come and, and you do sit with us and you park in our parking lot, you're here for the duration. 
Okay? So, that, so if, you, if for some reason, if you only want to come for half an hour or an hour, park someplace and walk. Because once they close the road down, you are locked in here until they remove it, which is 8 o'clock, about 8 o'clock. So. Which is great, because you have a marvelous time with us and fellowshipping with everybody. Sorry about that. Other announcements. Now, again, we invite you all to please stay. So, um, and as you, as you leave, leave today, go into, do not turn right, right? Go into the narthex first. I know that's a change of plans. But Pastor Paul will be there at a table. And stop and talk to him. Then go get your coffee, and he will follow all of us into the fellowship hall, and he is going to share with you more things than you can even imagine. So, <laughs> see, I threw the bar high for him, okay? So, what can I say? <laughs> Let us go peace and serve the Lord. Okay.